right. Meow, 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 meow. This is it. Welcome back to the jungle with the two coolest cubs that ever came out of the cave. I am your chocolate bear. That is my vanilla bear. And we are uh, about to talk about some things that I don't know if pet owners should know about. But here we are uh, talking about the secret life of your pets. How's it going, Vanilla? We're doing all right. We are doing all right. I mean, I just finished Queen's Gambit, the book that is. Oh, yeah. I finished that up uh, about a week ago. Yeah, I have some comments, but we'll save it for the end where we cover things. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Hot, yeah. Hot take. Yeah. Hot take. It's a good book. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So um you made me watch The Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Both movies. Um what a weird collection of two movies. Uh yeah, I know they're great. They're just funny. We're gonna we're they're gonna just... talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Um because <laughs> I have some thoughts, obviously, <laughs> about about both of these movies. Um okay. and they're not all bad, but they're also not all good. That's all right, yeah. I can see where you get that. Yeah, um, and I don't really don't know where to start with this one because I don't want to just like recap the movies uh, uh, because I don't I don't really find like talking plot point by plot point like super fun. But I think we have to if we're gonna if we're gonna get through this. So the very first thing that I have written down, I I, I find them. I hit play on my TV. I'm high. <laughs> I have my notebook. And I start typing out, Patrick, Vanilla Bear, you know me very well. Yeah. What is the very first thing that I write as these movie starts? Oh, what we talked about before? What is the very first thing that I write? Toy Story with pets? No. This is, <laughs> this is like, before the movie even begins, I just have written down, Dear God, I hate the minions. <laughs> I hate them. I hate, I hate minions. I hate them. I hate them. Oh, uh, you mean the actual movie minion? Well, because the because uh, they're the official mascot of Illumination, which is the company that produces these movies. Uh, oh, I know they hate them. And, and and they're at the beginning of the movie, like lighting up the illumination sign, and like they want, they think it's funny, but it's not, and that's the problem. No. It's bad. They were good background characters, but once they became primary characters, and I was like, okay, this shit is over. Not even like, not even that, dude. It's just bad. They're just bad characters. They're not funny. They're annoying. They're like, and I get that that's like, I guess the humor behind it, but it's not funny and it will never be funny. And I'm sick of this. I'll tell you what, dude, and I know I'm going on a rant and I don't give a fuck anymore. Do it. I love it. Do it. Hit me. <laughs> but I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you what, dude, I, one of the best things 
about leaving Facebook and most of my social media is that I no longer have to see the minions in my life. There you go. All positive. Now, because they're gone. <laughs> because they no longer exist in my life, dude. I hate them. I hate them. Anyways, let's get away from that. Let's get away from that. So the movie okay, begins... <laughs> and so let's talk about what they preface. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've already worked up. So the movie begins, and we immediately uh, get a voiceover uh, from the character, our, our main dog, Max. And immediately I'm just like, why? Like, every dog in every movie is named Max. But I, have, but I have never met somebody whose dog name is Max. I've won. But yeah. you're right, not many. It doesn't happen very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, dude. Max is super adorable. He is so cute. Oh, yeah. He's voiced by a known sexual offender, Louis C.K. <laughs> That's a little problematic. <laughs> You have to throw that in there. Yeah, I'm going hard. Yeah. And the difference between Louis C.K. and Max is that Max can masturbate in front of everyone and nobody has a problem with it. That's fair. Yeah. That's all gets away with. Yeah. But when Louis C.K. does it, everyone flips out because he does it to, to women. Um, so we get a quick, a quick montage of like all the other animals that are in this apartment building um they're all super cool they're all like stereotypes of, of what animals are and this is the pretty much the moment like it shows a montage of all the owners leaving um and this is the moment like five minutes in where i, I type it down this is toy story but pets and it is something that I cannot get out of my head for the rest of the movie. Pet the I don't do that at all. I need your I need a good explanation. You need a good explanation for that. Okay, so these animals act, these animals act like animals whenever their owners are around, but the moment they leave, yeah. they turn into completely different animals. You have that like French dude that listens to like classic music, but as soon as his he leaves, his poodle puts on hard rock. Okay, there's a, a I know. what? I love him. No, he's he's great. He's, oh, he's yeah. great, but this is these are facts of life. These animals yeah. change the moment their owners leave, and that is why it's Toy Story. And then. Right whenever they come back in, their owner comes back in, they yell, Andy's here, and they all act like they should for, as soon as, like, it is Toy Story. Bro. It's Toy Story. You have your main right, character, okay. Max, who is his, his owner's best friend, and he's super cool, and then all of a sudden, his owner gets a new dog. And Max hates him, keeps on saying that, like, he doesn't belong there, that he's going to be going away. They get into a rivalry, and the big dog, the new one, Duke, um, proves that he is superior to Max in, like, every way, just like Buzz Lightyear proves to Woody. 
that he's superior in every way. And then what happens? They both get lost. And 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 will you remind me what happens in Toy Story? <laughs> what do you mean? How they become best friends? And, and they become best friends. They get lost. <laughs> they go on an adventure together. The only difference is that uh, uh, Max and and Duke end up meeting. Uh, uh, end up like respecting each other because of their disappointment in Duke's last life in his former owner and and Woody and and Buzz have to survive a completely psychotic <laughs> toy dude. Well, see, I guess that's where I didn't put that two and two together because they still had to like act around their you know, their their kid or their parent where the toys just kind of lay there and let Andy do whatever. They still had to hold a personality with their owner. So I kind of saw it differently, but I could see where you'd get that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the right perspective. Illumination clearly wanted to have a Toy Story uh, uh, a Toy Story-like movie and this is what they did. Instead of toys... <laughs> We're doing pets. I guess I also didn't see it because all the people they, all the other pets that they encounter throughout the movie kind of happen. Like it's, they're not already all together. So you right. have to get introduced yeah, is, them into the movie and it, it breaks that, that mold up enough where I didn't pick up on that right away. I just was like, oh, it's a feel good, hate each other, jealous to friends thing. And yeah. it's cute. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Is, as, whatever, whatever my problems are with these movies, these animals are super adorable. Oh, they're so funny <laughs> the way they write them. The cat. <laughs> yeah, the cat's great. Anyways, um, so we meet a couple other other ones. We meet Gidget, who's a white Pomeranian, and she's the best. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's she is the best. Uh, she's so funny. And right here at the be at the beginning of, of my notes, um, I have written that the pets seem to be careless, which they completely are. They they're completely careless because they're pets and they know that their owners will love them no matter what. And right after that, I have Max and Duke will become best friends by the end of this movie. Because that's the only way this ends. And you know that it's gonna end that way. Why? Because it's Toy Story. And that's how Toy yeah. Story ends. Yeah. 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 So the difference here is uh, that Toy Story, the animal, the 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 pet, the the toys get lost uh, in a get lost while while the family is moving away. Um, well, here the dog walker loses the dogs because he's trying to get his dick wet. He takes, them, he takes them to the dog park and starts immediately flirting with some girl and loses two dogs. This is the worst dog walker in the history of dog walkers, okay? And guess what? I, he, he, he appears in one more scene of the movie, and what happens in that scene? Even more dogs walk off. And we never get... <laughs> Anybody pissed off at this dog walker? 
you don't get one like you're fired scene or anything. Ooh, you like, hey, there could be a scene where because we're four different owners gang up on this dude for being so irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is there's also a quick scene here where Gidget is watching uh, 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 telenovelas. <laughs> she's watching like Spanish soap operas and that was awesome <laughs> that's when that's when Max gets lost right and she's all sad well, yeah, this is like this is like when she realizes somehow uh that that yeah. Max is lost um Duke's super freaked out because they get caught by um, um a dog catcher <clears throat> and he is super afraid that they're gonna kill him because that's what they do. He said they said they set it up earlier in the movie that he's been put, he's been caught so many times now that they're just going to euthanize him. Which that's all right. That's a good motivation, you know. It, yeah. It's clear motivation that he needs to have a home, or else he's going to die. And Max is a super dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> he is so mean to Duke at the beginning of this. He completely deserves to be like pushed around by Duke at the beginning of this movie. I do not feel sorry for Max even one little bit. And they meet up with a bunch of alley cats. Those alley cats are super cool. Uh, I almost wanted them to like start like, um, like snapping their paws and like do a whole like Jets thing. It would have been one of the only times I liked that reference if they had done that. I honestly thought that's what was coming next. I was I was sure of it, dude. Um, they end up uh, getting away, getting caught by dog nappers by the uh, by the by the watch by the dog watch. But they get end up they end up being being saved by a group. Of, uh, of runaway animals who claim that they hate humans. Um, I have it written down that the big that the pig with the tattoos is a one <laughs> that thinks the best he has his little ears pierced. Loved him. Uh, he was great. And the leader of this group of animals is called Snowball. Uh, I assume his name is Snowball because of Animal Farm. A uh, uh, Snowball was one of the uh, pigs in Animal Farm that first suggests rising up against uh, uh, the farmers from Old Major, and also because his fur is pretty and white. (laughs) Maybe he's not too deep. Who knows? (laughs) Are you kidding me, dude? Just say it. They could have named the pig Snowball. They should have named the pig Snowball. That would have been too much of an obvious reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, 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 Gidget goes up and, and, and finds a super, super sweet vulture who's just like chilling on the roof and like he has no idea what's going on and all he says is that he just wants a friend and you do not trust this dude, okay? Whatever you do, do not trust something that has been locked up in a roof, has claws and talons, and tells you that he just wants a friend. He will kill you and eat you, which he almost says to Gidget, but guess what? Gidget's the best, okay? He's basically your like old man in a van with candy. 
Yeah, and she whoops his ass. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much of a badass Gidget was. She was definitely, I'll tell you what, man, she was the highlight of this movie. I oh, loved so. her so much. <laughs> Anytime she was on screen, I knew that I was going to have uh, a, a good time. Yeah, at this point, like, I would say that I equate her to how I feel about Francine from American Dad. Oh, for sure. Like, she's like, like a, she's kind of like a ditzy. Super yeah, she's kind of like a ditzy uh, a character, but she has a lot of heart and she really can get shit done. And I love characters like that. Um, yeah. It's so cool watching her, like, just kick ass all the time. I loved it. I loved her. Um, anyways they so this is where i have my big problems with this movie okay and and it all has to deal with how easily these animals take control of human vehicles crash them bash them run around and nobody seems to do anything about it i'll mention it later on in a bigger scene but it is impossible the way that these pets act and and behave and take control of situations it is impossible for their owners to not notice and the whole point is the secret life of pets i get that but they're not yeah. secretive at all about it and that's my big problem with this movie it is a lie of a title okay it is a lie of a title you really did not enjoy it for what it was i didn't <laughs> If it was like, me, I don't usually do that, but I literally just suspended all belief when this movie started and was like, it is what they're driving a truck. It's happening. Oh, yeah. I, if there's one thing that I hate, it's like, I don't even like it when Toy Story does it. You know, like, yeah. there is no way that you're driving a vehicle and somehow an animal comes up, takes control of it, and you're not calling every single police and news reporter in this bitch. You're just like, oh, damn, a rabbit just took my car. What? That's weird. <laughs> Again. You know? Just walk, over, yeah, just walk over, get a coffee, like it'll come back. Yeah. So so Max and Duke lie to the lie to these uh, uh, uh to this gang led by uh, a snowball that uh they that uh, uh they killed their owner. <laughs> They're obviously lying, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and and so, but they they release them, and then they all go into the sewer where they meet the flushed pets, um, which is like a cult-like group led by Snowball, hell bent on uh, attacking humans. Uh, well, down there, they are asked about how they kill humans. Wait, did we skip over pops already? Uh, did we? I thought the pops came after this. Maybe, maybe it was after that initial meeting. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, hold up, let me let me check this because I, I got some thoughts on pops, dude. Oh, that's I awesome. Definitely <laughs> got some thoughts on pops. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is the way. This is the way. Um, so Gidget at, at during this time, Gidget and a couple of other pets, uh, a guinea pig. Uh, Chloe, uh, they go and they meet Pops. Yeah. Who is this old fucking dog that walks around with a wheelchair 
and he is awesome. I loved him so much. When I realized who it was, it changed everything. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, He is a a great uh, voice actor. Dana Carvey is a terrific, terrific actor. Um, Wayne's World, Wayne's (laughs) World, Party Times, excellent. Um, and, 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 and after meeting Pops, she also goes down and they now they have uh, they go down as well to the sewer where at this point the cats reveal to the sewer animals that they've been lying. They did not kill their animals. They are also runaways and this pisses them off. And now we have like kind of a fight in the sewer where Max and Duke get away from each get away from them. This is also an awesome scene where uh, uh, Gidget is kicking everyone's ass. <laughs> She's got these karate moves and shit. You're oh like, my happening? god! Yeah, just so, just, just so, so cool. Uh, once again, the highlight of the movie. She is just like whooping ass. It only gets better in the second movie, though, man. We'll get to it. I know. I'm just saying, like, Gidget's already badass, and then they're like, they're better. But yeah, I have some. I have some thoughts. Um, (laughs) So they end up, they end up getting away, and they end up taking Duke to his old uh, house, where he, where they see that his old owner died, and now there's new owners in there, and this is where we realize that. Duke has nowhere to go and Max starts feeling sorry for him. Um, this is like where their relationship kind of gets uh, a bond uh, with each other. And that's fine. Um, this is like the part in Toy Story uh, where uh, uh, Buzz realizes that he is a toy. He's fallen from the he's fallen from the banister and like everyone's at their lowest point and then they get captured again you know max max ends up getting captured um the duke ends up getting captured and max is attacked uh uh, by snowball who is pissed right snowball absolutely hates hates uh uh this animal uh so they and i forget how all of this happens because once again, I watched it a week and a half ago. But somehow they commandeer a city bus. Right? And then they have the animal control van. And now it's like, <laughs> I haven't written my, my notes that all of a sudden, this is just Fury Road. <laughs> this is just Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Okay, and they cause yeah, they definitely have some outlandish chase scene. Oh my god! But it isn't just an outlandish chase scene; it is an outlandish chase scene with groups of animals who are both controlling massive vehicles in a public highway on a bridge. Well, yeah. Shut up! This is not. This is not good at this point. I have been. I have been completely. I, besides that part of the beginning, I could have totally forgiven the movie with that brief scene of Snowball taking over the animal control van. But this is where it gets too much. They cause a huge wreck 
on the highway. They have like a gang warfare fight on the bridge where and and you know then the the thing goes over the other thing, lands in the water, and there are people there who are seeing this because it's on a bridge in the middle of the day. This is not a secret. This is known that these animals do this probably all the time because the moment that should happen, they should have animal control everywhere wrangling up these animals. And whoever is in that animal control van should be drowning and dead because that is not how animals work. I... I'm loving how amped up you are about this right now. <laughs> I'm dying inside. I don't know how to react to your reaction. This is great. <laughs> I'm baffled at this point in this movie. I understand that it's a kid's movie, but the thing with Toy Story is that the toys always worked in secret and knew how to be in secret. And right whenever yeah. humans would come in, is right whenever they'd go back. But they are doing this in public. It wouldn't know, be bad if it was a back alley bridge into like a, 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 a big pond or something. But this is on the fucking bridge in New York City, dude. <laughs> this is, How else do you feel about it? Huh? How else do you feel about it? <laughs> I feel like it's, I feel like it angered me. I feel like I didn't like it very much. Well, let me let me help you out. It wasn't designed for someone that was in their twenties. Well, but but okay, but like, how could a small child see this and not realize that that there are other people on the bridge? They're just watching it for fun. Yeah, but dude, Toy Story does it and does it better, and it's more tightly compact than this. Let's, let's get away from the Toy Story thing because it's one of the greatest movies in all-time history and you can't take that away and you can't ever beat it. But if this is going to try to be Toy Story, which it clearly is trying no, to be it's Toy not, though. Yes, it is. For all, for all the reasons you're upset about or all the reasons why it's not. What you, is why you're right, it. because it's worse. <laughs> and because these but stories... It's a worse movie than Toy Story because everything is. Almost uh, everything would be. Dude, the point is, the point is, is that this movie is called The Secret Life of Pets. But these animals are doing this in broad daylight with a bunch of people causing a traffic jam and having a gang warfare, war, war fight in the middle of a street. This is not secret. The immediate premise of this movie is a lie. Okay? It's a lie. It was secret for about 10 minutes. <laughs> anyway. I hear you. What did you what did you think of just so obviously in general you were like, okay, that did their friends now. Well, well, okay, so hold up. I also have a note here. After everyone saved, I said, I swear to God, that apartment better still be trashed. Like they, because they trashed it right as soon as she left. Like, they forgot about that. I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be more pissed. I'm pissed. 
okay. Okay. I'm pissed. All right. I hear you loud and clear. So, the pig drives them. so so once again, the pig drives them back in a taxi. <laughs> nobody, nobody says anything about it because this movie makes no sense. <laughs> and they get upstairs. Uh, everyone, everyone gets home. Uh, 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 Snowball. I also I, I, I did enjoy how Snowball. Uh, uh, went back to being Pinky from Pinky in the Brain and like despising all humans, but all it took was a little girl's hug and now he's a pet. Um, that yeah. was cute. I also want to call out Kevin Hart. Snowball was great. I really enjoyed yeah. him. Um, and now their owner has two pets who equally respect each other and love each other. And God, I hope that she fired that dog walker. Yeah, really. I mean, come on. So I really, I really did enjoy about the first three quarters of this movie. I really do feel like this movie falls apart in its last act. Um, it, it rushes. It does things that I don't think make sense for the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, they do fine at, at maintaining that like humans don't know what pets really do in their free time but by the moment that they cause a massive traffic jam and are jumping into water to save each other it's impossible for me to to look past that um i'm with you i I totally agree i just was trying to just let you go on your rant and i wanted to hear how you really i know you love my rants i know you love them (laughs) i really wanted to hear it yeah um i really feel like this movie could have could have had a little bit more imagination um with what the pets are doing um besides just like switching their personalities as soon as the the owners leave all in all it's okay it isn't awful it's not great um i gave it a 3.5 out of 5 that's fair yeah Yeah. Uh okay so that was my review of Good. Secret Life of Pet. Are okay. you ready for number two? I don't know, am I? I want to I've got some thoughts. <laughs> Hit me, man. Because I right. thought it was better than the first one. Once you we'll knew what to expect it. after the first one. We'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> So the, what is the very first thing that I have written for The Secret Life of Pets 2? <laughs> Dear know. God, no. I fucking hate the minions. <laughs> but I love Jay-Z. Yeah. And they have that bitching uh, uh, song, uh, uh, Empire State of Mind playing. Well, it kind of recaps who everyone is. Yes, Max, we know who you are. I know that you had your voice changed because your original voice was a sexual offender and they took him out because he's a piece of garbage. Um, it's hardly noticeable, but I did notice it. Yeah. Um, so this movie, so I thought before this even started, I was, I was wondering where they're going to go next, right? What is the natural progression for this? The natural progression for Toy Story, if I'm going to keep on using the uh, ideas of Toy Story and Secret Life of Pets being the same movie, number two in Toy Story, they get a dog, right? And that yeah. is their big challenge. That's one of their big challenges in, in number two. Um, so I figured 
that somehow a child would become involved in this second movie, I was right. Um, so, so their owner, uh, Katie, meets this dude named Chuck, and I'm like, yeah, Chuck, Chuck's a big boy, and he deserves some loving. <laughs> and he gets some loving, and I really enjoyed uh, uh, their relationship. It seemed really nice. Um, and they, yeah, they, they do have a kid. Um, I really like the, the thing in the first movie, they like really rushed through the relationship between Max and uh, Katie. And I was really concerned that this movie would just be another one of that where they're like, this kid kind of sucks, but by the end of it, we're going to love him. I really enjoyed how they took that away at the beginning. Yeah. Right. It shows immediately that Max um, does love, does love the kid. And I thought that was a, a great thing. I was really concerned that that would be the focal point of this movie. And I'm happy that it's not because it's more, it's not more of the same thing. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so <laughs> they show some pretty hilarious kid stuff. This kid, Liam, is also so cute. <laughs> you know, whenever he goes up and he's like, Max, I'm like, yes. Because I'll tell you what, dude, there is nothing. No, there's absolutely nothing better than the first time that that a kid says your name right i have two two little ones um that run around they're my sister's kids obviously um and the moment that both of them said my name for the first time i really felt my heart melt because it, it is just such a good feeling they know you they love you they pay attention to you it's really cool and i really like how they animated it um, in here. What I didn't like is that Katie just like lets him run around in a busy city. Like, put that kid on a leash, bitch. <laughs> you know, one of those like chest, chest leashes. I was so concerned that that kid was going to go missing this whole goddamn time in this movie. It kind of shows an update of where all these where some of these animals are at snowball was given a big boost in this movie uh, you could tell immediately because they really focus on super snowball um at the, sorry captain snowball let's face it yeah. super snowball is <laughs> better than captain snowball um yeah yeah <laughs> and once again i'm just like this is toy story <laughs> It just is. It's okay. It can be Toy Story, and it's not as good as Toy Story. Uh, but what's like you just said, what is? Right. Yeah. So th this movie is definitely not as much of a carbon copy of Toy Story as the first one, and we'll talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but during this, uh, uh, Max starts scratching, and that's not a good thing. And they take him to the vet. And the animals at the vet are so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they are so awesome. It might be my favorite scene in both of these movies. <laughs> this vet scene. I rewound it and watched it like twice. <laughs> we did too. We absolutely did. Because wasn't the one cat shaking in the cage or whatever? 
Or was it the dog kicking in the cage? Then he's like, he's like, my human thinks that I have a behavioral issue. But I bring her dead birds and he throws that away. And then I bring her dead mouse and he throws that away. Oh my God. Then it shows two cats and they're just like, we start fires. (laughs) Fucking lost it, dude. I was like, it's fucking brilliant. Like I said, I rewound that scene because I thought it was so hilarious. Uh, but Max goes there, gets a cone on his face. Uh, this is whenever uh, he comes back home and they uh, reveal that they're going on a trip. So he takes his busy bee, his favorite toy, and he goes and he gives it to his girlfriend, Gidget. And Gidget is once again so adorable. I love her. She's my favorite. She's taking a spa bath in the dishwasher. And that's just brilliant. <laughs> you know? And she even asks him to join her. And I'm like, these animals get kinky. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they she wants it. She wants it bad, but Max is a good boy. Um, he I think that if this series goes on at some point, they will have little puppies together. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, I have it written down. I don't trust this trip. I was really concerned that they were going somewhere that they were just going to leave the dogs. Now, I'm happy that I didn't go that place, but I was really concerned about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, they go on their trip, and around this time, Snowball gets a, a call from uh, uh, Daisy who says that she needs help rescuing a fucking tiger. <laughs> Daisy's the one that Tiffany Hatters plays, right? Uh, yeah. And she's okay. great. All right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Um, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed uh, <laughs> Yeah. I really enjoyed how Snowball's like, oh, um, I have to go away real quick, and but nice meeting you. It was really cool. I'll see you. <laughs> and the other cat looks at Daisy. She's like, that was weird. She's like, it's about to get a lot weirder, baby. <laughs> and boy, did it. Uh, so, so they go, they leave to, he says snow time, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and they go to rescue this tiger, which is uh, locked up in a cage for a circus. And I'm going to say this right now. Listen, I've been to circuses and I love them. But any circus I've been to has not had an animal involved in it. Why? Because it is cruel to train animals for human enjoyment. Okay, they are wild beasts who deserve to be respected. And so I really enjoyed that a focal point of this movie was going to be rescuing an animal uh, from that horrible life, right? And the first time that you even see the tiger, he's like getting whipped to jump off of a diving board into a small pool. And I felt so bad for him, you know? Yeah. So so they go, uh, uh, (laughs) I'll tell you what, man, these female dogs are fucking awesome. They're such badasses. Daisy fights three huge, huge dogs. And, and fucks them up, right? And they save and they and they get uh, the tiger, who is the tiger's name, away from it. Uh, this is at the same time that Max and Duke finally reaches uh, Chuck's uncle, and they meet a shepherd dog named Rooster, voiced by Harrison Ford, 
who is the coolest man yeah. in the history of pets. This dude is awesome. I loved Rooster. 10 out of 10. Right. Um, what is this dude doing with his life? He just does whatever you want now. Hell yeah. He's like, dude. hey, you need to voice the dog. I got you. <laughs> dude, and this is like not long. This is, and, and you know what, man? Last year, what happened? Harrison Ford came out with Harrison Ford came out with a movie where he's like with a dog in the middle of of icy Alaska, and it was great. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um. Oh, I also have written down during this whenever they're like spying on the tiger getting fucked up by the by 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 Sergi or how, whatever his name is. Um, that snowball and Matt, that snowball and the monkey are definitely going to fight at this movie, at the end of this movie, right? And I called it out, and I'm just saying that. Oh yeah. So they're walking around the farm. <laughs> These animals are pretty racist, <laughs> right? There's this hilarious cow scene where she's like making fun of Duke, and Duke just like doesn't get it, right? <laughs> um, also, Gidget loses the busy bee toy to a cat lady who is just like who just has like so many cats it's hilarious she's i really really liked uh uh the cat lady cat lady is so much 15 minutes of this movie that is just grade a animated film oh we're getting to it but (laughs) so we're getting to it we are getting to it Uh, let's see. So they so so after rescuing who the tiger, they take him to Pops, whose owner is never home. And Pops has the cutest little classrooms of pets. Yeah. <laughs> Just the cutest little things, dude. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> And it's around this point where, like, I get it. They're walking around with the tiger. The tiger is breaking a bunch of vehicles. They just like had a huge fight in a in a uh, in a circus. But guess what? The circus was empty. There's nobody on the streets, right? Already, this movie is about halfway through, and they're doing a better job at maintaining that this that these pets are doing this under the nose of humans. Yeah. Right, they're yeah. not taking control of vehicles yet, and the vehicles that they do take control of are like little RC toys, right? Yeah, and I enjoyed that. I thought that that was good. It's better, in fact, than them commandeering a fucking bus. Right. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah. So they take uh, 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 the tiger and pops. <laughs> they're all like, "Can we please keep up, please, please?" please. And there's this fucking little pug or whatever named Pickles. <laughs> Pickles is a one. Okay, Pickles is the best. I loved him with all my heart. And I was like, if anything bad happens to Pickles, I hate this movie. <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, um, 
Serhi realizes that his tiger's gone, and I have written out that Serhi came straight from his uh, his rehearsal at the community theater for The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> He's clearly playing the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> and he's mad. So uh, he takes his animals, and they're going to go find this tiger. It's at this time as well that oh what's what's that other cat's name the uh the the regular cat um that is that lives with um lives with snowball chloe, chloe. yeah chloe yeah. by lake bell um she starts training uh, oh uh how to be a cat <laughs> And that training sequence was pretty great. It was pretty great. The moment where they're on, where they're like, "All right, computer, walk up, tail and face, walk all over the keyboard, and coffee on the computer." <laughs> oh my god. How many of the things did they have to did she have to do to be certified as a cat? There was like certain there was, there was of four things that she quit. So there was the computer, there was using the litter box, which she did not do, uh falling right. and landing on your feet and <laughs> eating a bird. <laughs> and she ate a bird. Instead of going in the litter box. That was insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, well, I think it was good for her character because her character is not going to stand in her own pee. Yeah, because She's I'll tell you what, man, yeah, if there's one pet in this movie that does not do that, it's going to be, it's, it's going to yeah. be Gidget. Right? So it was a good like, the fact that they made her eat a bird instead of peeing in that because that was her character. I was like, that's genius. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> So then uh, uh, Gidget goes and she's going to go and, and rescue this toy from all the cats. Uh, the cover's blown, though, pretty quickly, but then she gets a secret weapon. My favorite. The red dot. She caught it, man. She got it, and she put it in her mouth, and then she jumped on the Roomba. <laughs> she was now queen of the cats. And I applauded. Yeah. So, around, so, so let's not forget that Daisy uh, loses her little clip, which uh, Serhi's wolves uh, used to help discover uh, where they are when they go out to pursue them. Um, let us now talk about what exactly is going on on this farm. So Max and Duke are like, Duke is like kind of in awe at how Rooster is able to herd all these animals into their cages. He loves it. Uh, Pig escapes. Max doesn't really know what's going on. He tries, but he fails pretty quick. And the pig causes all of these sheep to go back into the, to to escape their uh, barrier, which Rooster pretty professionally herds them all back in except there's one missing, uh, a little one, a little baby one. And uh, uh, Rooster says to Max that he has to go and help 
uh, uh, rescue it. Something that I really enjoyed. Good for him. Um, and he's right. It is Rooster. Rooster is right. It is Max's fault. So Max has to go and and help him. Right. Uh, so yeah. they go, and Max is having a really, really, really rough time. Uh, just navigating through the woods. And they end up finding uh, this little sheep on a tree and Max does not want to go down and fix it. And Rooster tells him something that is so profound and so emotional that I was not prepared for it, right? He tells Max the first part of not being afraid is acting like you're not afraid. And I thought that was brilliant. I really liked it. It really, really gave a new character dimension to Max. Uh, who goes out and, and, and gets on this tree and helps save this little sheep. And, you know, Max feels really good about it. It also allows him to, to trust that there are bigger things out there in the world and even Max can't be safe in his own home forever. Therefore, Liam, the child that Max loves, cannot stay in the home forever. He has to go out and explore. And, and just like the sheep did, and Max is willing now to, 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 to help him out. And I thought it was great. I really did. Um, they spend the night there howling at the moon, Rooster and Max, and they have a nice little bonding moment. Really good stuff. Uh, the next morning, they leave and they go home. Everyone has a great time, except the tiger, who is now getting ganged up on uh, by the wolves. Um, they attack. They take out Captain Snowball, uh, Daisy can only do so much, uh, but she ends up getting captured too with who and uh, Serhi, a.k.a. the Wicked Witch of the West, says that he's going to use her as a cannonball. And I'm like, don't you fucking dare, you evil piece of garbage. You know, even Serhi, I don't, I don't even like, I enjoyed Serhi. Um, because he's just like a fucking bastard. <laughs> he is like a villain with no good qualities. Um, exactly. They didn't hide that at all. They were just yeah. like, this dude's just a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I feel like he knows that these animals are trying to help the tiger escape and he hates them for it. <laughs> That's just fine. You know? Uh, so he takes Snowball and the wolves and they all get on a train, right? I liked this. Um, <laughs> and guess what? This movie has a train climax, just like Toy Story 2 has a plane climax. Okay? Let's not act like this was a like this was an accident. Okay. So they go, uh, Max and Snowball end up getting on the train, end up whooping ass, right? Taking out the wolves, uh, freeing Daisy, uh, a, a, a snowball, and the monkey get into a fight. I wish the monkey had a name, but he doesn't. 
uh, and they <laughs> end up putting the monkey inside the cannon and it shoots off. And I'm like, well, that monkey's fucking dead now. <laughs> like, there's no way that that monkey survived, except he does. So they get to the to the front of the locomotive. During all this time, uh, Gidget and Chloe and the other animals uh, all throw away all the cat's food. And now that the cats are worshiping Gidget like a god, uh, they all just do what she what uh, uh, she says. So they make the cat lady go out to uh, uh, buy cat food. With all of her cats, um, he's just little Sergey, by the way. Huh? But he, the monkey, is little Sergey. Oh, okay, okay, little, <laughs> little, <laughs> little fucker is what I called him. <laughs> little goddamn asshole! Fucking, I have this, I have this note here. Right, whenever uh, uh, Snowball and the monkey start fighting, and I just say fuck did i say because <laughs> i called it out uh, it, right before that i also have written down in my notes they're doing a much better job at making this a secret life of pets um, than the first movie right yeah my yeah. main complaint as you just heard was that they're just doing everything in public there's nothing secret everything in this movie is being done at night yeah. Right. Whereas the first one happened during the day, um, Sarah, he loses his three dogs and then Sarah, he falls off the train and okay. So I'm not going to contradict myself. Right. She has all these cats in her car and they're like talking to each other through a, um, through, through a walkie talkie. Right. And their cats in her lap were just like clawing at the at the steering wheel to make her turn at certain points. Um, yeah. That is the right way that you do that. You don't have the animals <laughs> just whole cloth take no, control yeah. of a car. You have them mess with the human who is driving. Yeah. It is better constructed than the first yeah. time. Immediately. And what do they do with that car? They run over the Wicked Witch of the West. Plow right through him. Right? And he stands up. <laughs> the cat lady's like, well, that was weird. Adjusts her mirror, sees him in it, and reverses. So she... So I'll give her this. She did not know that she was going to hit him the first time, but the second time she absolutely did it on purpose. <laughs> and by this point in the movie, she does not know about the tiger. She does not know what this dude has been doing to the tiger. She runs over this dude a second time for no discernible reason. <laughs> I'm like, no shit this woman has a bunch of cats as her companions if you would just kill somebody for no reason dude it's amazing good job charity hit of one yeah 
can't be witnesses. We all know that. Not at all. Yeah. There are two kinds. There are two kinds of crime. Successful ones and ones with, with, ones with witnesses. And she knows that. And she rocked it. She kills him. I have written down right here. Uh, Granny is, in fact, a sociopath. So all the animals pile up in the car and they drive home. Everyone's happy. Uh, uh, Max and Ed do say goodbye to little Liam uh, as he goes on his first day to school while his parents are just fucking bawling and it's so cute. You know, they love him so much and I understand. Um, it is heart. It is, it is heart-wrenching watching them like go away from you. Um, Snowball goes back to his owner and she dresses him up like Glinda. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this movie really, not only is this, these movies stealing blatantly from Toy Story, but they just put in like two completely random references to Oz this movie for no reason. You know? They could. Because they could. And the movie right. ends with a mid-credit scene where Snowball raps, uh, and then Molly comes in and, and hugs him, and that's the movie, right? My final thoughts. Yeah. Um, all in all, there's more of the same in this movie with a bit of a different motion through it, and that is not a bad thing. In fact many of the problems they had with the first film are largely missing in this one, right? The fact that they go yeah. to a farm is a good move because it gives animals free reign to, to do what they want to do without having to worry about human interference, without needing to take over a bunch of vehicles and cause a giant traffic jam in a very busy highway and then diving in where there are witnesses! Okay, there were witnesses. This is people would be taking pictures with their phones, dumbasses. Are you gonna get over this? No, I will not. This the first one was not fun by the end of it, it may be bad. <laughs> they had a bunch of fun new characters and elements that made this movie so much more enjoyable, in my opinion, than the first one like, unbelievably more enjoyable than the first one. You know, um, I'm, I'm in fact going to give it a higher rating than what I have typed down because talking about it has made me like the movie even more. Um, the okay. first one I rated at a 3.5 out of 5. This one, I'm going to full uh, a 4.5 out of 5. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, I, I, I really felt like it, it, it was a much bigger improvement uh, uh, compared to the first one. Wrapped up nicely. <laughs> I forgot to mention a super amazing moment where Pops is returning uh, is returning who uh, uh, to Snowball and he says the words Pickles is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Of like, and I'm like, good dog, you take care of pickles. <laughs> Ooh, 
Pickles was cute. Pickles was adorable. Um, so that that's my thoughts on Secret Life of Pets. But I love them. I mean, I've seen them already. So what I did was I made a list of just other pet movies just to hit them, just to make sure we remember that they're out there. Yeah. Not the actual Secret Life of Pets, other ones, of yeah. course. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, so I definitely agree with you. The second movie was better. Yeah. I thought and was- I didn't even... I didn't even focus on those other things. I just thought the character development of the characters was actually stronger in the second movie versus the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree with that. Um, It was more surprising in the first one because once again in the first one, I knew that immediately from the start that that they were going to be friends. Um, I knew that they would go on this adventure where they'd get lost and then have to rely on each other. It was just very beat by beat. More of the same. Um, story from Toy Story. I don't know what else you can do, though. I'll tell you what like you, you do. I'll tell you what you do. Go ahead. You just jump into Secret Life of Pets too. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's the only other thing I could see, is then just skipping the whole origin story, which I tend to not like anyway of things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You've things about animals. You don't need to know. Yeah, and, and they, and I feel like they introduced the uh, the characters in a way that you didn't need to see the first one to understand them in the second one. They do a good enough job. The characters are very well developed uh, in the second one, more so than I feel like, well, yeah, I could just go on and on. The second Secret Life yeah. is much better than the first. By the way, the shirt you have is my favorite Mandalorian moment. <laughs> Where he's just standing there with the... He's fighting and he's just like, I got my suit. Oh my god, I love I love baby. I love Grogu so much. He's the best. So what do you have written down, sir Vanilla? So obviously that's one and two, top of the list. So I just kind of went to some like old school ones that I remember growing sure. up and even some off the wall ones. Um uh, well first, actually, let's hit a dog's journey. Which was super controversial, and I don't. Do you remember why? Uh, didn't they kill some animals in that? Apparently, they were abusive to animals during yeah. the shooting of a supposed to be cute dog movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the same problem that that. What, what was that other one? What's that movie called that you just said? A Dog's Journey. Yeah, there's another one. Um. Yeah, it isn't this one. Oh man, that's a yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, I I know. Yeah, for sure. And then the box office because of all the bad stories. Yeah. <laughs> um. Whatever. <laughs> I can't think of the movie off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. I've got uh, Air Bud. That was of my course. jam. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven. I got I got Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Ooh. Yeah. Beverly 
that's not one that I haven't seen in a long time. I know how I know how I remember that movie. No, I hated it. <laughs> no way! I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, I had Ace and Tour Pet Detective because hell yeah. Oh, know how I remember that movie? Because you hated it. I love it. <laughs> Ace Ventura is the best, dude. Ace Ventura is the best. I know. Uh, oh, man. Prime Courtney Cox era. I mean, it, all of it was happening. <laughs> that, that moment, uh, whenever he like comes out of the rhino in the second one. <laughs> Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis. That's. that's I don't remember that one. Huh? What is that one? So Milo and Otis was a like Japanese movie with a cat and a dog trying to find their way home. And okay. According according to legend, there this is not proven. <laughs> okay. But. Apparently, um, Australian animal rights activists found that they ended up killing more than 20 kittens. Oh my God. During the filming of this movie. And there is a scene, there's like a scene where there's like a dog fighting a bear. And like the real animals, these are not like fake animals. And they like really made them fight. There's a scene where a cat falls off like a cliff. Like a real live animal is doing this. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I remember. I remember watching it with a uh, a, a girlfriend of mine. Uh, she had it on VHS, and we watched it. And I was like, "Oh, this is the cutest movie I think I've ever seen." And then I went and looked up some shit about it, and I was completely horrified, and I have not watched it since. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot support that movie, dude. But you probably thought the scene was fake until you read all the stories, and you're like, oh, they actually dropped a kitten off a cliff. Well, yeah, because I was like, I was like, how do they do this? Like, how do they make this? Like, how do they make these animals do it? And apparently, they're just like throwing them off. <laughs> It's awful. That sounds awful. I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah, don't watch it. I'm saying this right now. Don't watch that. Huh? Steve would cry the whole time. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, is obviously they present it like the cat lands and nothing bad happens. But spoiler alert: that cat's dead. Uh, and then the last one that I have. Uh, well, two. Last two that I have just for funsies was 101 Dalmatians because that was my mom's nickname if she didn't want to hear mom anymore. You had to call her Corella. <laughs> <laughs> when we were younger, she wouldn't answer to anything else. So that that movie has, it's not a great movie for me, but it has a spot in my heart. You want to know something that's that like slightly embarrassing about me? Do it. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say it, but I've already entered it. Oh, whenever I was like six or seven, 
we went to California and I insisted and I told my whole family out there that I wanted to be called Blueberry. <laughs> and, now, and now like anytime I visit and I'm with like the family and like we're all getting drunk together there's always like one of the cousins or one of the aunts who starts calling me blueberry <laughs> did that to yourself I did I did you did. Yeah. You did. I would hit myself if I saw myself from that six years old. I'd be like, don't do it. I know you think that it's cool because all you eat is blueberry muffins. <laughs> There's a time in my life where that is all that I ate, dude. I miss it. I might, oh, God, they're so good. <laughs> Little packages of blueberry muffins. Oh, oh yeah, the oh, uh, the hostess ones or whatever. hell yeah, dude, they're so good. And I ate them all the time, and now I can't tell you the last time that I had one. All right, so my last one that I had as an honorable mention pets movie is The Voices. Have you watched that one? Uh-uh. Ryan Reynolds. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so he plays. Um, he's almost like a. I'm trying to think. Is it Jeffrey Dahmer? He like he gets the he gets these girls and all this stuff. Like he he puts their heads in the freezers. Like he ends up being a, a terrible murderer and What's works out of it. The voices. Okay. <clears throat> and basically, throughout the whole movie, his dog and cat motivate him to commit murder. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's great. It was like I had no idea. I was like, I'll put it on just for fun. I love Ryan Reynolds. And then it turned out to be a really fun movie. And he just plays this totally aloof, dumb guy. And he has this alter ego, basically. Wow. That movie sounds sweet. Yeah. Like it's basically your, you know, your everyday like hit on a girl to get her home and murder her type of deal. Yeah. I hear you. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention I'm gonna mention one more. Uh, don't go seeing it because uh, listeners, we are going to have another show, uh, 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 part of part of ours, a movie review show, and at some point, you will be forced to watch Okja, which is about a girl and her pet pig. I'm good. Yeah, it's really great. I'm yeah, I'm really excited for you to see it. That'll be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, boys and girls, we're going to be collecting some movies coming up, so pay attention. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. We're going to see who's the uh, the best cream of the crop here. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to be it, the, it, the. We'll talk about it at some point. Yeah. Um, but we are going to have a, a a third part of. Um, of us, a, a good friend of mine, a weirdo, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. Uh, so, anyways, I think that's good for pets movie. Uh, 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 Vanilla, what have you been reading? What have you been watching? 
Uh, let's see. Watching, we are <clears throat> together. We're watching the last season of The Magicians, which wow. I've been waiting to watch for about two years. Oh wow! So, yeah, it just—it's one of those that the rights just didn't get to Netflix in a very timely manner. So I've been very patient. Is it good? <laughs> Uh, it's one of my favorite shows, actually. It's like an adult Harry Potter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a ton of fun. And at this point, I I was in between on it the first couple episodes, but um, <clears throat> I think that the fact that in the fifth season they've gone so far off the rails from the book uh-huh. that it's actually a good thing because it's a new show to me now. Well, that's and, what I've always said. A good adaptation doesn't. <laughs> doesn't completely adapt the source material it takes that source material and tells its own story and it slowly did it throughout all five seasons which i really appreciated like the first couple seasons were pretty tight to the book except for one or two additional characters which shows always do they always have an additional character thrown in there just to help drive a certain subplot or you know something like that Uh but they stuck and basically what, you know, like and like you said, any good adaptation, a character was put in a spot where maybe a character was in the book instead so that that character could focus on something more important. Uh-huh. So so I, I greatly enjoyed that. Uh, I've been watching near the end of that. I've been watching uh, Boardwalk oh. Empire. Yes. How's that been? Oh, my God, dude. It's so awesome. I just finished up the second season a couple of days ago. I, I'm going to be starting the third season here soon. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that I've always been a massive fan of Steve Buscemi ever since I saw him first in Fargo. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's uh, Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. Um, um, he's always like a character that that's kind of like on the wayside, always like secondary to like the main cast. And it's so cool to finally see him in the lead role and he kicks ass in it dude I've, I've read a couple reviews that say that they don't feel like he's a big enough actor to do it and i completely disagree he is killing it um if you haven't seen it it's a great show about um prohibition in uh in the 1920s in atlantic city uh where steve buscemi's like the head politician there and so like he's maintaining like all the bootlegging shit that's going on yeah absolutely great show um also if if you haven't seen it you gotta watch lovecraft country sure i was real nervous about that one you gotta dude you gotta it's so good it's so maybe okay I'll, i'll maybe check an episode out in between maybe while i'm working out or something yeah yeah you know it's 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 yeah. so so powerful it means so much there's so much that goes on to it there's so much that is wrapped up in it the storyline is tight and compact and it made me feel like you remember how awesome that episode of Watchmen was where like they go back in time and like shows the memories of the yeah. the grandfather they do and something. They go through all the different Yeah, they do something yeah. similar in in Lovecraft Country about four or five episodes in. That was so powerful, I was crying by the end of it. 
Yeah. I was crying. I like and like TV shows and movies don't make me cry. <coughs> you know, they just don't. But I was weeping. Um, so those are the two big shows that I'm that I've watched that I'm currently watching. Also, BattleBots. <laughs> yeah, BattleBot. <laughs> also, BattleBots. So uh, before yeah. I get to my my review of the Queen's Gambit book, because we talk about that show a lot, and eventually that'll die down. But I had to read the book to have uh-huh. a final opinion. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about. And this is going to be my rant. You oh, ready boy. for this? Yes. Cobra Kai. Huh? Cobra Kai. Have you oh. watched it yet? No, I refuse to. Dude, I was forced over the weekend. Our friend Tyler wanted to watch it. So I was like, fine, whatever. I'll my brother-in-law and... is obsessed with that show. It is horrible. It is so sad. Oh, my God. Why is it bad? Billy Zabka is just a big old racist. I hate it. They did not have to write him like that. And I hate it. <laughs> he doesn't want women in the dojo. He doesn't want all these things. And I'm like, what age do you live in? <laughs> like, he doesn't know what a cell phone is, basically, in okay. the show. Right, because it's set it's, a modern it's, day. It's, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> He's like, he's lived in the 1980s. He keeps telling the kids to listen to Poison. Like, <laughs> or whatever, Motley well, Crue. Well, to be fair, Patrick, every rose does have its thorn. And also, to be fair, the music's amazing, and I totally get it. But it's just like, he's a terrible character all around. Oh, wow. And I hate him so much. Like, they wrote him as such a terrible character that I don't ever want to see another episode of that show ever. How many did you watch? <laughs> Uh, four or five. Wow, that's enough and to know he, if you don't like a show, dude. There was a line in it where uh, he basically said something to the effect of, I don't talk to illegals. I said, Time out, why, why is he that racist? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I need to know why it was just too much. And then he beats up this group of teenagers. Granted, he's he like was, teaching he them how to be racist. Right. <laughs> I mean, he the teenagers hit another teenager that was his neighbor or whatever. So I get it. He's protecting him. But no 40, 50 year old man should be beating up 17 year olds. Right. That's just ridiculous. I hated everything. It was, it would definitely. Is it like played for laughs? Like, is it supposed <laughs> to be funny? I think so. I think it was made deliberately to be like, haha, we know we're remaking this crazy show and we're giving it a spin. But I'm like, did it have to be a racist spin? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Spin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm super uh, happy you have this take on it. That is so amazing. My brother-in-law is like, loves that show. Are you talking about Brother Bear? Because I'll be highly disappointed if a Brother Bear is the one that likes this show. It is. Okay, we're going to have to deal with this on a future podcast. I'd yeah. like to have a work with him. Yeah, dude. But David, okay, we'll forget David about it for now. Loves this yeah. show. He loves it. Oh, 
I mean, maybe it gets to a point where, like, he's a good guy. And because the whole idea, I think, is at this point, Ralph Macchio and him are going to come together and be friends. And, like, oh, yeah, but once again, five episodes is enough to know if you're going to like the series. Right. So at this point, like, the way they started it to begin with, I'm like, I'm out. But (laughs) David told me that he loves that show and he's never even seen Karate Kid. Who, David? Yeah. Oh, well. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he can't have no opinion. True story. Well, like the, well, you know, I, I'm going to continue the t- rant for 30 more seconds. Think about it from this standpoint. Yeah, he was taught to be like that as a kid, but he didn't have to grow up to be a super bigot. Yeah, of course. Like, there's no explanation in the show how he became such a bigot from. The he, just doesn't like, he just doesn't like Mexicans. <laughs> he just doesn't like illegals. I'm like, what? Why? Wow. It's not, uh, that's crazy. That makes but, you want to watch the show. <laughs> your, your review oh. of how much you don't like it makes me want to see it more than my brother's love talking about how much he loves it. <laughs> is that weird? I feel like that's weird. No, because now you want to know how racist he really is. I do. I really do. <laughs> All right, let's get off my high horse on racism and things like that. Yeah, um, for your Queen's Game review, I wanted to I wanted to say I don't know if you know this about me, but um I have decided that once again, you know this, I'm a slow reader. Mm-hmm. Right? There's I, I just I just am. Um mm-hmm. so I don't read a lot of books every year. I read a lot of graphic novels, uh, but I don't read a lot of novels themselves. So I have challenged myself this year to read one new book every month on average. Nice. Yeah. Right. Uh, so January came and went and I read the uh, first Welcome to Night Vale book, which is based on a, a, one of my favorite podcasts. Okay. Um, it's really weird because Night Vale is weird. Okay. I don't know what that is. You, dude, the Welcome to Night Vale is one of the best things that's ever happened to podcast. It's so great. Um, but like, the novel is good to me because I know Welcome to Night Vale. I feel like if you picked up Welcome to Night Vale, the book, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on in this town? But since I'm familiar with the podcast, uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty decent. Um, February's here now. And uh, my next book is called Frozen Hell, which is uh, the novel that inspired John Carpenter's The Thing, which is well known as one of my favorite movies. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so throughout throughout yeah. the year, I'll be keeping you up to date on what I'm reading and uh, how's, how it's going. I like it. Yeah. That's good stuff. Man. Thanks. That's, I mean, I guess I didn't... It took me a long time to get back to reading. It took time commitment. Like you don't really think about it, but like I've learned calculate. I'll I'll, I'll start a book and calculate how long it takes me to read. Like how many pages I get in an hour, and that's how right. I plan out how much, how often I read it, and when I read it. Well, that's what I did. That's kind of what I did with Welcome to Night Vale. Like I parceled out that I would need to read about ten to fifteen pages a day to get it to get through. Uh, January on time. I ended up 
uh, reading a lot more than that. And I ended up finishing it about a week before January was over. Yeah. And that, that just kind of happens faster and faster the more you read. Yeah. Because so, you start to figure out patterns. <clears throat> yeah. So I have Frozen Hell. Um, I have Lovecraft Country. I'm going to watch, I'm going to read that novel. I just told you about the show that I love so much. Uh, there's another book called Snow Crash that I'm going to read. I'm going to read The Descent, uh, which is like 600 pages. That's about the longest book that I have uh, parceled out right now. I'm going to read The Man in the High Castle, um, an alternative look of history where Nazis won World War II. Um, we tried that show. We were not a fan. Huh? We, we, we tried a couple episodes of that show. We were not a fan. I watched about through the first, through the <laughs> halfway through the second season, and I stopped. Not because I didn't like it, just because I started going back to work. Um, yeah. It is one million percent something that I'm interested in picking up again. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I'm also more of a history fan than you. That's true. You and I'm more like the period time pieces. Anything that's like Queen, blah blah blah. I'm like I'm in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. So we have uh, we both yeah. have our we both have our niches. Yeah. Uh, Don't tell me how those books are, though, because I have about two books left on my list to read, and then I'm out of books. Oh, wow. So, ones that I want to read, at least. Um, did, I, did I show you my bookshelf? I think so. I don't remember. Camera real quick. This is audio, <laughs> so nobody's going to know what it looks like. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's loosely alphabetized. <laughs> loosely, that stresses me out so much. That whole sentence you just said. <laughs> well, well, because because if I specifically alphabetized it, then like some of the series wouldn't be together. Oh right, yeah, okay, I'm with you, yeah. So I, I arranged it in a way that all the I have a way that all the main series are together on the same shelf, and if that means that yeah, I have okay. to move a book up to make that happen, I did it. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's kind of how I did it too, because I got too much. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah, Queen's so, Gambit. Yeah, let's get into that because I it was interesting. Uh, I first of all, first of all, um, last time we we talked about it you did not uh you had not finished the series no i did the last time we talked about it yeah i had finished it i believe so well maybe not no you didn't because you told me that you had a couple episodes <laughs> left it was whatever we talked with my mom no yeah okay all right yeah we talked about the ending because of the way it ends being yeah. a surprise I thought, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I mean, listen, doesn't make. We've covered it a few times. Second to first favorite show of all time that I've ever seen. So, had to read the book. Yeah, it's amazing. Of course, uh, the book. I the will be watching pretty, it the second time. The book's a pretty quick read. Yeah. So, what did you think about it first? Since you were just saying like you haven't been reading as much, so I'm interested in your opinion. Uh, yeah, so I started it. So I started it about uh, mid December, um, and I finished it while I was also uh, reading Welcome to Night Vale. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the main thing that I really enjoyed from it was the extended uh, orphanage moments. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I said before that I wish I, I like the orphan scene so much in it, and I like the girl that played her as 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 the young girl. That I wish that there was another episode um, of 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 her in this orphanage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll grab mine too. Yeah, sorry, I have uh, <clears throat> all kinds of post-it notes all up in mine. <laughs> Oh, happy. I love, I, I've love. i always loved that you do that. Because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, I don't know where mine is. Anyways. It's um, all good. Yeah, I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really easy read. Um, it was. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. It wasn't long. Like, it didn't stress you out to read it. You didn't feel like you had to stay up super late. And 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 they also like it's clear that the person who who wrote it, our boy, um, good old what's his name, uh, Walter Tevis, uh, it's clear that he knows his chess. But I'm happy that he didn't oversaturate the book uh, with chess dialogue that would make it uninteresting to people who don't know chess that well. No, I, I agree with that. Because I still felt the same anxiety, which was pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was pretty good. Like, I was surprised how much anxiety I felt reading this book. It almost reads, about- it almost <laughs> reads as like a spy novel, in fact. Yeah, that, I, I can see where you get that, yeah. You know, I, I, I loved it. Well, so, you know, we've talked about how I hate Russian plots being thrown into things. Right, of course. Well, let's, but yeah. this, this was written during a time where that was a highly prevalent issue, for one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it gives it a little bit more legitimacy to me. Um, better, even and, better. It was written at a time when Russia was our ultimate enemy, but it's also yeah. set in a time period where Russia was more of an enemy than then. You know, it's set yeah. 20 years before the dude wrote it. And in the 50s and 60s, there was even more of a hatred of Russia than in the 80s. Yep. yep. And I like even just small parts, right? Like the fact that the Federation won't give her money to go over, but they'll send a bodyguard with her. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> Yeah, but it drives that plot, right? Um, so this this the show is still better for me, and I'm gonna give it one reason why that I think it's not equal to the book because it actually used sex as a super important factor to the character. Uh huh. Where the book did not. The book had a couple weird, funky sex scenes, like weird moments. But she really, the book set it well, out. There's a really weird part at the beginning, whenever she's in yeah. the orphanage and she's like nine, and Jolene starts like feeling her up. But the, but that never matters eventually, right? Like it doesn't go anywhere. It's just like this weird sexual yeah, awakening it was, moment. Yeah, it was so strange to just like put that in. And in the show, they just skipped that. But that never happened. They just had a conversation about 
you know, penises in the bathroom, whatever. Yeah. Just trying to Julie describing what it is. And she kind of goes from there. In the book, she's just a loner the whole time. Like, Benny yeah. Watts isn't that important. He's yeah. kind of important, but not really. Like, all yeah, the major all stuff at the end. Even, even, even Baltic isn't as, as, like, prevalent in the book yeah. as he's in the show. Yeah, right. And so, like, the part when she goes back to the high school, in the book, she actually plays in the tournament and loses. In yeah. the movie, in the show, she's just there to give the award and, like, present it. Yeah, she's just started to do a photo. Yeah, so like they they framed it differently. Um, what do you think made her? Be, it would have been better if she entered the tournament and lost, and it would show how like fucked up she is, and like. Yeah, I think in the show that would have been better, but also Harry wouldn't have been able to come back and like made her realize what was wrong. That is that is the problem with it is that I think it's more powerful for Harry to be there. He's the one that yeah. warned her at the beginning that she was, yeah, was, yeah she, <laughs> he was the one that warned her at the beginning that she was going to go down this dark path. I think it was more important that he was there uh, yeah. to tell her this is it. Like you fulfilled the prophecy that I told you you would fill. Yeah, and like you know, even and like another part where, and it's so funny that. I think that sex is the most important of the show because in the show, that's when she loses when she loses to uh, Borgov the one time. Uh huh. Because she slept with that girl. Yeah, yeah. Stayed up all night partied. Rushing around in the book, she just gets a good night's sleep, wakes up and loses. Rushing around. <laughs> you said you know, it. Yeah, I did. I did. I did it. <laughs> the things <laughs> uh but yeah like she just kind of lost and i was like all right a little anticlimactic it's like if maybe if i hadn't seen the show already i would have felt differently about it yeah. i tried to look at it from that other frame of she's got you know she's gonna lose the book's not over yeah <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> i'm trying to think i'm try, trying to find one of them in particular um Oh, the sweet, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite characters was the guy at the end, and I'm really glad they kept a lot of dialogue the exact same from book to show. Oh, for sure. The guy that she, the guy that she beats in Russia. Oh, when Borgov. He's so, yeah, when, she, when he's so humble about it. Yeah. Says that that's the best chess he's ever played. Oh, oh, Levichenko. Yeah, uh, the old that, man, the tiger. broke my heart. Like he was just so cute, and he just like he's the dude that knows. He's the dude that knows a good chess player. Like he's yeah. been around long enough, and was at the top of the game long enough that he knows who has it and who doesn't. And the moment that yeah. he loses and conceits to her. And tells her, and, and even says like, "Don't tell me how old you are because it would break my heart." <laughs> Is just so sweet and so cute, and so meaningful. It's almost like that that victory means just as much as beating Borgov. Yeah, and I think too with the way it happens with Borgov, it, I I think it, both of those moments are powerful in both the book and the show. 
Yeah. I just had to lean toward the show type of thing. Like in the book, he didn't hand her the chess piece. Yeah. I don't think. No. In the show, she does. He's like, this is yours. Yeah, take it. Yeah. Um, like that. that's more powerful because that is literally the handing of the torch happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Even after, ben, after Benny Watts is like, you know, they don't fuck around in Russia. Like, they're going to yeah. eat, you know, Pekina says at the beginning, they're going to eat you alive. But then after losing to her says, you're the best there is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like you're the only American that could do it. So, uh, you know, I think that the show made the people around her more important to where a lot of times I felt like some of the people that she met in the book were just kind of people for her to throw away. Yeah. Um, and that's where I remember like we were talking about reviews of the book and how like she used different people as you know quote unquote different parts of the chessboard yeah it very much felt like that like you would be done with a character and boom character's done and like Jolene was literally you getting to the other side of the board and getting yeah, it was, it was passing the pawn yeah it was literally her being able to get a piece back yeah uh, and like it, you could see it as you read it because you had the time to digest it. Yeah. In the show, they didn't do that. They just did the show, and you didn't think about it. You didn't think twice. After, now that I've read it, I'll rewatch the show. I'll see some. But also, whatever. But also does it so well. But also does it so well that whenever she shows up in, in episode six or whatever, you're elated that she showed up because you know that somehow she's the only person that can bring our main character out uh, from the depths. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so that's kind of, that's where I was with the book. I mean, I think I would give the book probably an 85 and I'd give the show 110%. <laughs> yeah, I I'd give, yeah, I'd give the book a solid four out of five. Um, and I would definitely give the show a, a straight flush, big five. Yeah. Um, one of the best things I think that has ever been produced. And I, I think it's something and that, I, that I everyone can back. see and can take a different meaning from it and empower and elevate and inspire. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean I have a I have a membership, I have a membership to, to chess.com now because of it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you play chess? Great. No, it's been a long time. I have an awesome chess set though from Putakana. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah. yeah, they're like cut out marble pieces and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we're looking for a uh, we're looking for a big chess set that we can like set up in the backyard. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that party cool. chess. Yeah, yeah. No, like yeah, I, I me and mom really want to do that. I'll tell you what, dude, I really need to get back into chess. I took, I, I decided that I was going to take January off because I spent so much um, time in December studying it. I was kind of like all chessed out. Uh, but the last few days, like yesterday, I didn't go to work. So I spent like an hour or two uh, uh, playing on chess.com. Uh, and I'm going to, I have one last comment about it. You will see that actress, actor, whatever you want to call her going forward winning tons of awards 
Oh, our 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 girl uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, I'll tell you what, dude. She is the next big name in in media. Yeah, she she played just about. I feel like she played just about every type of character you could ask for in in seven episodes. Yeah, I'll and tell you what, dude. It is I and, and I don't say this lightly. I do not say this lightly. It was as much of a transformation into the character as Brian Cranston as Walter White. Fair enough. Yeah, that's bold words right there. Yeah, and I, I, I really feel that is true. Uh, she will have every possible opportunity going forward, and I am super excited. She will probably end up being one of my favorite people. What was ever. The, was that the first thing that you saw her in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she was in Split. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. She's she, one of the, the main girl in Split. See, I knew I liked her. Yeah, she she's amazing. Dude, she was she was nineteen <laughs> when she was in Split. That's awesome. <laughs> she was nineteen, bro. I. I'll have to go back and look now. Good I did talent. not even put, I did not put that together. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The old Kramaga. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about a lot of stuff today. This is like a good, this was Please. like the epitome <laughs> of, of the media review episode. You got rant. You got, we got rant. We got bold opinions. <laughs> Wow. You got this great actor in Hollywood. I mean, come on. What else could you I'm possibly want? Yeah. She's gonna win. She's gonna win the Emmy for uh, best actress in a limited series. And I I, even a competition. I I predict <laughs> within the next five years she's gonna be winning an Academy Award. Yep, easy. Maybe even if it's supporting, it doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing, I've said it before. In many cases, the supporting uh, award is more important than the best actor award. Yeah, I really feel that. Yeah, you know, Robin Williams for, for best supporting for uh, for Goodwill Hunting. Heath Ledger won best supporting for The Joker. You know, like a lot of yep. the best characters and actors are in fact in supporting roles. Yeah, you so. know. Out, keep your eyes out. You got the next great Hollywood actor right in front of you. Yeah, and um, it was so, yeah, that's a, that, 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 Oh, <laughs> dude, they better not. <laughs> they got lucky with the second one, dude. There's no way that they could do a third one. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Oh, my God. But I'll review it. <laughs> All right, um, I think I think that it's time for hibernation. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's the vanilla bears. Say <laughs> goodbye, buddy. Later. I have been your chocolate bear. This has been the two bears media review.